Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Once again, Mid-Flight Brawl is brought to you by our good mates at Heaps Normal, delicious, independent, non-alcoholic beer. They are fucking killing the game over there. Get to heapsnormal.com. Maybe you're starting off the year trying to be a bit fresh, having a month or maybe even a year off the booze. Get around it. It's fucking delicious. Heapsnormal.com. Chuck in duty free at checkout for free shipping around Australia. And, um, hey, Heggy, do you want to know a bit of trivia about Heaps Normal? Yeah, love to. Well, I've been thinking about it for ages. Like, thinking well, I'd love to know some trivia about the Heaps Normal. World Beer Awards are one like best non-alcoholic beer in Australia, whatever. But besides that, you know you can also get it at Comedy Republic in Melbourne. And good chat Ooh. comedy at the Fritzenberger in Brisbane, but which also happens to be where our two sold out shows will be coming up. Yes. Well, people who haven't got tickets won't be getting one, will they? And quite frankly, sucked in. But um, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it at the. Is that new at Good Chat, is it? No, Good Chat, they had it there um, towards the end of 2020, my year off booze. That's uh, Shad, our mate Shad, gave us one. They I got it for you. Well, no, no, no. They just had it there, and I thought he'd given me an actual beer. I cracked the shits. Ah, of course. But bloody good nice news. One. Delicious, non-alcoholic beer. Wrap your lips around one. Hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees, and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty-free and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-air madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-air brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gulf. At LAX, thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. Many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that's not in the Out this crashes. Out the fucking door. Welcome to Midfly Brawl. Any tip rat can fly now, and here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. How's it going, mate? Man, I'm I'm stock standard here in Victorian summer, just sweating my balls off in this uh, in this office, yeah. Uh, slash fucking dump room for everyone's shit at my house. But mate, I've just been here the whole time. You made it. You made it back to Sydney. You escaped. Oh yeah, from Queensland, as you'd say. Very big day yesterday. Huge drive for me. We stopped halfway down so kids could jump in the ocean and yeah. me as well. It was fucking hot. Prefer to drive through the night, to be honest, but uh, very big day. Got out of the Golden Coast in the SEQ area. It's riddled with COVID now, <laughs> thanks to the Who would anti-vax have thought? movement down there. Yeah. 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 Mate, COVID is just weakness leaving the body. I told you it's painted around the gyms there. Yeah, there's a lot of weakness leaving bodies at the Gold Coast because <laughs> um, healthcare workers are under a fair bit of strain down there for, for just tending to people's rights, basically, well, that- but uh, whatever. Yeah, it is a rough time for the for the Goldie, apparently. Fair few people getting pretty crook. Slash, it's also fucking the summer holidays on the Gold Coast. So I assume the hospitals are already full just with fuckheads planking and cowed punches and whatnot. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> I think planking's, planking's out. Um, I didn't see – I walked up Caval Ave, didn't see as many drops of blood as I usually would <laughs> on the brickwork. <laughs> On the pavers there. It's a shame. So I don't know. Maybe it's less violent now. <laughs> yeah. COVID's doing a job on them as well. Who knows? There've got to be some benefits. I do love that you said didn't see as many. So it's not a blood free Cavill Avenue just yet. No. Oh, it's, I've never seen it blood free. <laughs> you know that you can always tell what it is. You see a little brown drop. You go, that's not car oil. This is a pedestrian only area. <laughs> I know what that is. There's another one. I'm sure we brought it up on an earlier episode. Violence near a beach is such a weird thing to it. It's like, why are you? Well, even worse is violence at the beach. And I don't mean 
uh, Australia Day riots. I mean like surfers punching on with other surfers in the ocean. Yeah. It's all fucking namaste and shuckers on Instagram, but you took me barrel cunt. Oh, yeah. I'm going for you. Yeah. Boots on the ground. <laughs> Not so much namaste around the place, really. <laughs> in fact, namaste is just another word for perverts <laughs> and violence comes straight after. So, don't know. Not for me, that shit. Are there a lot of surfers with big heads? They're really giving off the little ratty head vibe. Uh, I don't know. I haven't looked into the large-headed size on, on surfers. I don't go close to them, really. I've never been a surfer. I've never been on the dole. It takes a lot of time to fucking get good at it. Never had it. So, <laughs> Have you ever tried to surf? Yeah, I've, yeah. I can stand up but then promptly fall off. So you can't? Like, No, I can't. That's, the, that's saying you can't. <laughs> well, I don't know. Close to the saying they can do comedy. They get up and grab a microphone, <laughs> don't they? Fall off. So technically I'm a fucking surfer. Um, but I've never really tried in Sydney because the beach is more crowded here and slightly more aggressive, I think, because there's not, not many waves to go around. It's always supply and demand, something like that. <laughs> it's economics. That's the problem. Wave economics. Yeah, that's where all violence comes from, food shortages, etc. Um, Man, how... Uh... I know it's a rough week for you just based on your Twitter account there, at Luke Heggie, a few, um, few RIPs you had to dole out. It's been a horrible week. Grief knows nothing about the holidays, does it? No. As if as if Sydney Portier and, and Betty White weren't enough, then the man himself, Bob Saget, has oh. died. My Bob Saget died. Morty! They go in threes, apparently. Oh, I just feel sad that Bob Saget never got a chance to see my stand-up. I think he would have really liked it and probably documented it on social media somewhere <laughs> so I'd have something semi-tangible to show for the hole he's left in my heart, my large heart, my large grieving heart. The fucking outpouring of grief I've seen this. Unbelievable. I just... Yeah. I, oh, fuck. Someone dies, look for the photo you've got with that person. Get it out there. Oh, first. How it affected you. Unbelievable. I think that's actually what face recognition technology is for. It's not for like a future social credit system around the place. It's just so in Google Photos you can type the name of the cunt that died. You're like, I'm sure I met her. I'm not sure when. You just type it in and Google will find that face for you. You go, there you are, at the shops. Is there a facility facility on your phone to just ask to find? Because, you know, there might be 10,000 photos in your phone. Yeah. Can you just say find the one with me and Bob Saget? Man, I've got two kids under three. There were 10,000 photos taken last weekend, man. Yeah. It's all just kids now. It used to be fun shit. How would you find your Bob Saget photo? Like you've uh, got to have some. There must be – there's an opening. On Google Photos, there's people and pet. there's like a people and pets thing. So it'll get everyone's face, put them in these folders, and then you can name those folders. Oh. And then you could go, I just want to see photos of that person, and all the photos will come up. Ah, okay. So but, you could realistically get – me plus famous people just yeah. have a variety of famous people. When they die, bang, you're in that minute. You could be first. Very upset. No Bob Saget, unfortunately. Uh, so shame. I looked and looked. It's a shame. <laughs> I'm avoiding photos with all every comedian I know for this very eventuality. <laughs> when I die, I don't really care, but I also don't really want to be. Oh, I met this fuckhead once. <laughs> Here's me with him. Good night, sweet prince. Who would it have to be? Would you ever write a legitimate? And not a, it doesn't mean it can't be funny. No, but there's no one. Yeah, obviously you're not a man with heroes. Well, no, it's not just. I mean, like personally, I'd probably go so far as to stay off social media and grieve in private. <laughs> Hold on, but I don't know. What do you expect us to turn up and just give you physical <laughs> thumbs up, love hearts through the window? <laughs> yeah, maybe my actual friends will ring me and go, sorry. <laughs> Your, your best friends died, but, you know, I don't know. No way they'd know, though, if I didn't brag about it. <laughs> Fucking, what a time. Some people, honestly, body's still warm. Yeah. Fucking unbelievable. Making it about the M and the E. Incredible. Well, I know you've had a sad week with three of your favourite actors uh, passing away there. but um, Favourite humans. Favourite humans, yeah. Well, we are, we're all human, aren't we? Ugh. Uh, <laughs> Some of us more so than others, perhaps. But a uh, rough start to the week yesterday. We got the call, Heggy. Hey, someone at your kid's daycare got COVID. Yeah. And it's like, well, what does that mean? And they said they weren't in his room. And I'm like, well, 
he'll see you there tomorrow. Yeah. That that little fella, it's like the the last troops in Afghanistan. There's about six of them left. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> oh, it's safer there. to go than not. <laughs> yeah. You'd be safer there than in a household, pretty much. That's what I yelled at my wife. For sure. Um <laughs> Man, people are dropping everywhere. It's empty. The streets of Melbourne. And uh, the other night, um, Carl Chandler down here. I'm on his podcast, Dum Dum Club, this week with Harley Breen. Uh, but Chandler runs a few rooms, and I did his room, European comedy uh, basement comedy club. Sorry, on Saturday night, and Melbourne was fucking dead. It was, it was like there was a lockdown, but there's not one. So there's no one at the gig. No, the gig was only half. It's normally ran, couldn't ram more people in. Um, yeah, but just the city itself—it's a little bit, a little bit quiet around here. Yeah, I don't know. Be back to the childcare thing. It'll be back to when you know you just take your kids anyway. Just go, man. I'm busy. Is that a cough? Don't cough for the next five minutes, buddy. <laughs> I've got to get you through the door. Is that a chicken pock? Don't think so. Scratch it off your kid's face and put him in there. You got work to do. I just go over his skin before he goes in. Anything that looks like a mark, I just get the car keys out and just fucking. <laughs> Pop that off. Pick a scab off for sure. Yeah, yeah, you just, yeah, you just stacked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Thankfully, though, as many people are dropping, uh, there are still fuckheads on planes and that's what we're here for. But before I get into it, um, usually your Zoom background each week for the last three months or so has been sort of a house. Uh, yeah. Well, there was the business there in Adelaide, the bank. Um, but this is... This just looks like, I don't know, five smiling people at a coffee shop. Yeah. Well, it is. It's a, it's a cafe at uh, Southport, the Gold Coast. Oh. Where? Mate. What? Gable Tosti. <laughs> yeah. More <laughs> <laughs> You're pretty no, proud but- of that. You've, you've oh, raised you should me, be. You've this, raised me well, yeah. Queensland dad. You, you've passed down all your Queensland knowledge. Please, for the listeners, yeah. if you don't know Gable Tosti. Just look <laughs> him up. Just Google it. I mean, this is where Gable, this is the uh, Gangster and Gatsby Cafe. It's no yeah. longer in existence. They didn't pay the rent and locks got changed, so oh. they lost their lease. But uh, this is where Gable went in and uh, was the first person to polish off the Godfather Gangster Shake, <laughs> which is a fucking, like a... 500 milliliter tall uh, milkshake. Yeah. Five liters of ice cream. Oh, five. 500 mils of milk, 1.5 liters of whipped cream, and the rest. Oh. Yeah. Gable did it. That is unnecessary. And not long after, he like he was under a cloud and in the media a lot, and he's chosen to go and knock off the Godfather <laughs> and get in the local newspaper <laughs> for doing it in 13 minutes, 28. Pretty good. Was that Queensland before, like, SAS Australia and the fucking Jungle Show where people just couldn't go in on there and have a cry on telly? Yeah. And then everyone goes, ah, forgive you, mate. We all make mistakes. <laughs> Is that pre-reality shows, turning your life around on there? Man, I, I reckon that would be next level reality if they got Gable Tosti on, on that Jungle <laughs> Show that you're probably going to go in next year. You could be his jungle mate, Gable. <laughs> I fucking love thick shakes. That's it. That's what would get me in trouble. I just keep asking him, "Was it a good thicky?" I fucking love thick thick. shakes, man. It couldn't have been a good thicky. (laughs) That that's phenomenal amount of milk and ice cream. He got fifty bucks for it. Those food challenges are never. It's never the best food. No. So it's yeah. (laughs) It's not quality. It's the other one. Yeah. It's (laughs) yeah. It's um. He got a free t-shirt. Oh. Fifty bucks. And the chance to compete in the grand final for a $1,000 travel voucher, which I think he might have used to go to New Zealand when he changed his name. <laughs> um. So that, that was only the qualifying round. Yeah, well, he's the first person to do it. It was, it was uncharted territory. Uh-huh. I don't know. If, I don't, there'd be very few people who could do that. Yeah, if nobody else gets in, does he, does he automatically win? Well, I didn't see. I didn't see it in the media. I think he might have stopped pushing it. I think someone told him, stop pushing your luck, Gable. You are in the news quite a lot. Maybe don't do any milkshake challenges for a little while until <laughs> <laughs> the heat comes off you and you change your name. Man, did I ever talk about it on here, Steak Fest? No, I don't know. Maybe. Man, t- 2008, I reckon, did this gig with a comedian, Pete Sharkey. Oh, now runs a room. Yeah, we had to eat the kilo of steak. Fuck. Um, yep. Two people dropped out. 50 people, 
51 kilo steaks when he gets to donate all the money. Ooh. And, yeah, eating a kilo of steak or attempting to and then trying to do stand-up to 48 other people that have also attempted to eat a kilo of steak. Yeah. It's one of the worst combinations for a gig. For sure. Well, <laughs> I did a two kilo, but I've talked about that on here before. No. About time. I made myself incredibly sick. Two kilo? Yeah. Well, uh, 70, 72 ounce. America? Was that in America? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That's normal. That was a fucking happy meal, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that and a big gulp. Sorted. Off to school, kids. <laughs> man, we better get started. Let's do it. Right, mate. If you can, uh, if you reckon you can cast your mind back to May 25, 2000. I can. AD. 2000 again. Wasn't yeah, it 2000 man. last week? Sure was. You know, <laughs> stuck in a rut, mate. Bloody bumper year. Um, Philippine Airlines this week, flight 812. Salamat. What? That's all I know. It's thanks. Tagalog. Oh, okay. Mm. Oh, good for you. Man of the people. <laughs> um, don't spread yourself too far. Um, Francisco Bangoy International Airport to Ninoy Aquino International Airport, which is near Manila. Uh, 278 passengers and 13 crew oh, were boy. on board. Hold on. This you- plane. No, you're right. All right. Fuck. I was really finger take on the it, toilet. Take it easy. I'm, you know, oh, I'm trying no. to remain positive. Got to get a sad song ready. Because <laughs> very rarely in these fights are you mentioning how many people witness it. Yeah. <laughs> especially crew members. Sometimes it's hard to find. But, yeah, if you yeah. get the numbers straight up, you go, oh, no, I'll have that. Yeah, oh, no. Two wet teddies. Um. <laughs> it's a throwback. <laughs> Never meant to be a wet teddy. Yeah. <laughs> um. Francisco Bangoy International Airport, where, according to the reviews, pomelos in the airport cheaper than they are on the nearby highway. Oh. How do you factor that in? It's uh, rare. I like it. Incredibly. Love a rare airport like that. Oh, man. I forget there was an airport somewhere in Europe that I went to in Eastern Europe where it was like $2 beers. Yeah. Oh, fuck, I'm losing money drinking outside of here. Oh, pretty good. Although, sort of having said that, if you can buy fruit at the airport. Don't know. <laughs> Something not quite right about unless, that. Unless, unless it's, it's NRG juice. Yeah, it's in juice format, you're fine. <laughs> not a full. <laughs> maybe a banana at the newsagent. Like yeah. Can like you a, still get that? Uh, yeah, you probably can. Mm. Individually wrapped. Um, like a crate of mangoes or something. Probably not on. <laughs> a durian? You, fuck, have you had that? Oh, you tried it? Is that the one that stinks? Oh, man. No. It's, no, got, no. it's their Vegemite. Yeah. <laughs> Way worse, obviously. Um, what do you make a highway fruit? Like you see, for, like for me, it depends on a lot of things. Layout of the shops, big one. But um, like I'll gladly stop for honey any day. But I don't like sometimes it's not even that cheap. I don't like being sold a fucking experience. Like when high fruit is about the same price as fruit market fruit. Oh, not all. no, no, definitely not. And also, I live in Victoria. There's no, I don't think any fruits from there. Yeah, you get oranges. Uh, what do you get? Well, orange, uh, yeah, if you're up in the Sunraysia. Oh, yeah, yeah, If you're yeah. up in Mildura. Technically fuck Victoria. Yeah. yeah, it is. But not really, yeah. <laughs> Rough of the lockdown, poor Mildura. Come on, we're fucking what? You could, you could probably pick some fucking rocket and a regular <laughs> out the front of some fuckheads. Oh, man, near Werribee South. On the footpath. Yeah, Werribee South, it's, uh, you can get actual just cabbages and shit. Yeah. <laughs> but no fruit. Uh, man, I know it's sort of, it's organic or something and therefore better, but like farmers selling non-organic surely have to spend, like spend more more to get their fruit to the customer. If you've got buying like pesticides aren't cheap. Individual plastic wrapping that's not yeah. cheap. Fucking stickers don't put themselves on. I've, I feel and the same way about also, tin tomatoes. Fresh ones are fucking more expensive somehow. Yeah, how's that work? No work there. Yeah, just let the Lord do His work. Yeah, you know? <laughs> make your tomato in the dirt. Done fuck all. He hasn't canned it. You know what? Also, if you're if you're not putting pesticides on your fruit, you don't need a biplane. Yeah, <laughs> like a little red baron looking. I thing. know. There's heaps of stuff they can just not do. Yeah, I just fucking I don't know. Um, if it's a like highway fruit, if it's a truck stop though, it's probably oh. la- laced with diesel. <laughs> D- different type of pesticide. Oh yeah, fuck aftermarket pesticide. You, I mean, you want to peel it. Well, I wouldn't buy like bread or anything fucking porous for that matter at a servo. Like, you know how everyone tries to pivot? They've got pots of herbs and shit out the front near the bowsers. No thanks. <laughs> like, 
just got shit there that doesn't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, anyway. I do love it. I do love going into a server and they've got like a health corner. Yeah, you go, we are standing on oh, so much for fucking sure. Flammable. Fuel. They brought in a fucking hay bale and wedged a few <laughs> cans of coke in the fucking top of it and stuff. Made yeah. it a farmer's market. Just like um, Nonna used to make it. What with the red tip at the bottom? <laughs> don't think so. I think it's been somewhere. Um. So anyway, if you want to go to get some cheap pomelos, Francisco Bangor International Airport. At this exact airport, though, only one month before this incident, it was uh, a setting for an Air Philippines incident. They um, Air Philippines bought a second-hand Southwest Airlines 737. It doesn't sound great, does it? No, a first-hand one. The Southwest, they're running those planes oh. a lot. Mm, they never turn off. <laughs> Fill them up while they're running like, a, like the old taxis. <laughs> now, in the air, one of those... Uh... Oh, tanker. One of those aircraft planes just joins up. Land on the, the top. Fuel hose. Yeah. Um, flight uh, 541 uh, aborted an approach because there was another plane on their runway. Harrison well, Ford style. Fair enough. Yeah, Harry Ford mm. or someone's there. They pulled out, but they still managed to clip the wing on a coconut tree. Bloody big one, obviously. No wonder the, no the fridge cheap at the airport. Well, they've it's only, there. It's on the yeah. runway. I know they've only just pulled out to hit it, still hit a tree. That's the yeah. biggest coconut tree in the world. You still think, oh, if you're pulling out of a landing, you're still not going to be that fucking low. That's- and, I, and I know coconuts are hard, but I thought a plane at speed would be harder. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, people talk about how lethal coconut trees are in terms of killing people when they get sconed by one. Mm. I imagine that. Like, you hear that all the time. Work your whole life, retire, trip of a lifetime for you and the missus to a Pacific island. Sit up in the shade, ready to relax on your way to the grave. Fucking five pages into Dan Brown. Whack. <laughs> Coconut arrives at speed on your oblivious fucking noggin. Makes you think, doesn't it? So anyway. What a way to go. I reckon as a society, we could quite well live without coconuts. Oh, they're not that good. They're not great. All you need them for is if you're in Thailand or Bali and you've got a hangover. You just need some water straight out of one of those fucking things. Yeah, right. That'll turn it around. By turn it around, I mean just get you to a point where it's appropriate to start drinking again. Yeah. 45 <laughs> minutes later. But you're open with a coconut. <laughs> oh, yeah, the fucking coconut water, the Bondi Buddhist drink, that's not worth the damage they do to tourists' heads. But um, <laughs> anyway, f- Flight 541, this mm-hmm. one that hit the tree, some How, say- How'd I'm, they go? Well, some say that the 131 new cloud people have uh, pilot error to thank for their new status. I blame the coconut tree. <laughs> cloud people. Is that being racist to angels? These <laughs> fucking cloud people visiting me in my dreams. I don't know. Angels are all white, aren't they? I don't know. They're on the TV. I mean, obviously, they're still this airport, they're still reeling from this disaster. Clearly, only a month later, when this happens, our incident today, right, involves a uh, quite an interesting protagonist named Reginald Chua. Excellent name, Reginald. Underused in my travels. Yeah, Reg. Um, Reg. Reg. Yeah. yeah, I had an uncle Reg from Did New you? Zealand. Yeah. Everyone's got an uncle Reg. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a classic. Who's old. got a dad, Reg? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same Can as, only be an uncle. Yeah, same as dodgy ones. So everyone's got a dodgy uncle. Yeah. Well, someone's fucking dad. No one says, I've got a dodgy dad. Yeah, no, I've got a dodgy uncle. Um, there was one Reginald Chua who was. Oh, did it, oh, sorry, quickly. I don't know if I brought this up on a previous. When I was in Queensland, mm. my mate that I used to live with in Hoppers, and I won't say his name, now lives on the sunny coast. He's that, my Mauritian mate, loose unit. His dad's the loosest bloke of all time. And he was he was um, fishing undersized crabs, yeah, and then just doing because <laughs> you can't take what is it? You can't take the females. You can take the males, yeah, but their genitals almost look the same. So just cut it with a pair of scissors to look like a male one. Brilliant. <laughs> My mate does say I've got a loose dad. <laughs> oh yeah, a dodgy dad getting around with a bag of crab dicks in his pocket, mate. Just for, <laughs> for pirating crabs. Um. I found a Reginald Chua, though, who was a senior editor of Reuters in New York. But uh, Is in, that the original news, Reuters? Is that yeah. where they just Reuters they, they starts? They make it up there. <laughs> they get the That's news. That's where they get it. Everyone else takes it. Yeah, and from there it just slowly gets watered I down. I don't know who's higher, Reuters or AP. Um, sort of, do you see the slash, Reuters slash AP? They've done a collab. Oh, maybe. Or are they separate? I'm sure. Someone will fucking correct us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
this uh, this Reginald lists show. coming out of Reuters. Top no. eight. Oh no, top ten reasons you shouldn't fucking do something. No, <laughs> that's your more modern news. Um, yeah, this Reginald Chua, senior editor Reuters, in September twenty, he was no more. Oh, um, what he happened? Actually, well, he became Gina Chua. Oh, yes. Sorry. So, I mean, when transitions occur, I mean, you can't keep Reginald, obviously, but Gina, pretty good. It's quite common someone with a name that easily transforms into a name of a different gender, does it? You could oh, do yeah. it. You could do it. Yeah. Whereas I couldn't. Nikki. Mm. Uh, Nikki Cody or Cody you'd Nicholas. Be, you'd, be, you'd be Lucia. Lucia or Lucy or something. <laughs> Lucy, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't wish the name Heggy on many women. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a great, I don't know. It's uh, it's happened, but uh, I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, our Reg had uh, original Chua. He'd been having a pretty bad time. Money troubles on top of his wife leaving him. And to top this, in 1992, his father was killed in a land dispute. Fucking hell. So, Hold on one sec. Can you read those out again, please? Oh, yeah. Money troubles. On top of his wife leaving him. In 1992, his father was killed in a land dispute. More it's a rough combo there, Reg. Yeah, man. Not great. Not a great time, Reg, in uh, 2000. He, um, yeah, hard to get all the details of the land dispute. I'm hoping it's a simple fence line debate between suburban neighbours that escalated into a machete attack, but um, <laughs> more likely it was a tad more agricultural. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm making judgments there, but I think it sounds like a sort of guns and yeah. fucking, yeah, that's my crop sort of stuff. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Um, anyway, our Reginald... He's checked into Flight 812 as Augusto Lacandula. He's, uh, Can you do that? Well, I don't know why he's gone for that as a name. Yeah. Like check-in desks, they've heard everything. Mm. Right? That's not that, you know. No one's going to prick ears, I suppose, but it would if I, I go, what the fuck? Was. <laughs> anyway, um, 2000, different time, mate. So just, you could just do you, it. You just could still do up. that. They're not checking shit. Yeah. Well, they did later. The um, This flight cruising along without incident until they were approaching Aquino International Airport near Manila. Reginald jumped up out of seat 28G and enacted his his premeditated plan, which was this. Uh, he had with him, and this indicates it definitely was a different time, he had some rope, a gun, Fuck. and some hand grenades. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, Wow. I mean, first thing he did, he started small. He's um, fired a shot into the bulkhead, just straight up, bang. Uh, demanded to get into the cockpit. Probably let him, I reckon. It's mm. pre-9-11. Yeah. Come in, Reg. You want to sit on my knee? Have a look around. Yeah, calm down, buddy. Um, he pointed the gun at, an F, at a flight attendant's head and she absolutely shit herself, obviously. And another one's run off and got the cabin supervisor, Francis Cabell, who was bludging down the back. To be honest, um, don't know if it's a time to get the boss. Yeah, that's a we've got to deal with this, regardless of ranking. You reckon? Yeah, All right, someone pulls a hand grenade out. You don't go. What's the structure here? Man, what do I go to is it HR first or is it? Fuck that! It's a grenade. I'd, no, man. I, Straight I worked, to the boss. Well, I worked at McDonald's when I was a youth. Yeah, and the fuckheads in the sort of short sleeve, you know, red and white stripe instead of, instead of my <laughs> shitty short sleeve green and white stripe shirt. Both were clip-on tires. They had red ones. Mine was green. <laughs> they earned an extra like 20 cents an hour. Someone came in and pointed a gun at me. I would go, hang on, mate. I just got to go and get this dipshit. He's on 20 cents more an hour. He'll know what to do. Get this the fuck is where you get that dollar sixty per shift, champ. Yeah. No hero. Come and get shot in the head. I'm not going to be a hero. Um, 
Yeah, he's down the back, and he, he's arrived and got the gun pointed at his forehead. And it's Reg has said, and this is where your Tagalog would come in handy. Reg has said, Mamatay Tayong Lahat, which translates to, we will all die. Uh-huh. Standard phrase for brawlers the world over. Yeah. But not all of them have guns. Yeah, fuck, they really do. We're all going to die. Yeah. But straight for that. Mm. Hang on, man. Maybe that's a good uh, set the scene for a bit of black dog in court later. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's... Oh. Just yell that yeah. before you punch someone. We're all yeah. going to die. It's international language, actually. For Esperanto, for, for anyone who's interested in the international language, uh, we will all die is ni siuj motos. Bit of Latin, bit of Dutch. Bit of crochet tree outside of Melbourne Community Centre. All the rest of it. It's a real melting pot, isn't it? I would love to see that when you, you know, when you fly... International, some like Singapore Airlines or Etihad or Emirates, they'll occasionally have a few different flags on their name tag. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. I speak Italian. Yeah, and I speak Japanese. Yeah, fucking all right. I, yeah. I'm yet to see who speaks Esperanto. Esperanto. Yeah, <laughs> you should just yell who speaks Esperanto in Esperanto. <laughs> I've never heard someone like. <laughs> I've heard this before. That, like if the Esperanto Society building's burning down, <laughs> what they're still yelling? yelling fire out the fucking window. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Um, Francis Cabell was he was a pretty cool character he said to Reg he, this, he didn't like he's really cool he goes you're my brother don't don't let anything bad happen to our flight don't hurt anyone tell me a problem and I will help you oh pretty good cool calm collected yeah this is the manager yeah fuck now I get why cabin manager yeah. oh he's had a fucking ball terror this this bloke I guess though if you, you'd probably know you work on an airline where guns and grenades are getting through mm. so you probably have had some sort of training like this day will come yeah it's very lax at, attitude at the security desk oh yeah people are unhappy they don't need guns in the air he um Reg said well okay well what I need is cash so fuck yeah Francis took out his wallet gave him all he had and then he told his staff to do the same and then I don't got, reckon it's going to be enough. I reckon if you're bringing guns and a grenade on a plane, mm, you know, it's a heist. People scrounge together fucking $185 for yeah, you. I know. <laughs> you're not going to go, Phew, that was it. Well, he's, he, then he got on the tannoy and said, Look, carefully avoided the words robbery or hijacking, which is also Smart. clever, and asked for voluntarily, voluntary donations from passengers for Reggie. And, um, is this a UNICEF thing at the end of Qantas flights? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. It's just yeah. some bloke up there with a fucking grenade rich. with the pin out. Um, 20 years on. <laughs> um, Still t- passing around a hat for Reg. Oh, man. Reginald's Reginald's said, look, turn the plane around, go back to Davao, um, to Francisco. And uh, the pilot said, look, we don't have enough fuel, dickhead. And I, th- I think that you know, was a lie because it wasn't that far. You know what, though? I also think that they, you're up so high, mm. you don't know where you are. So yeah. You can just go, yeah, man, we've, we've already we done it. Yeah. They can't read the map. They're not reading oh, the no. fucking radar. Yeah. No. <laughs> so um, he passed a bag around, told everyone to put their valuables in it, and it's it's just turned into a good, a good old-fashioned sticker <laughs> in the air, financial troubles. What do, what do you reckon you why get is he now? Trying to, but why is he trying to amass all these worldly possessions when they're all about to die? Oh, right. Seems a bit weird. Mm, it is strange. <laughs> get stranger. Like, I don't think now you'd get, you'd get fuck all now. No cash here, chop chop. Someone might have a Bitcoin or something tucked under their nutsack, but you'd, you'd have to raid the trolley for watches and perfume to make it worth your while. Yeah. Like, there's nothing. No one's got anything anymore. Um, at least one passenger. Man, you post machine. Get on. Yeah. Tran- make a transfer to your account. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, one passenger, at least, interviewed later, she, she said, I didn't give him anything. She put her money in her shoe. So she's okay. Phew. Well, oh, yeah. and also, spoiler alert, they haven't all died, obviously. No. Fuck. Sorry. Yeah. I shouldn't have even said that, should I? Well, she got an interview. She might have got an interview before it landed. <laughs> a journalist wanted to get their last get up story in. The in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Talk to the tower. Yeah. Um, I reckon, even without 9 11, never forget. By about a year or so later, we would have had as stringent security checks at airports due to the likes of Reginald Chua. Mm. Like something would have happened. When there's a stat no one's really talking about, it's just how many lives 9-11, never forget, is actually saved through more stringent security measures. <laughs> like I'm not allowed to take any of my fucking hand grenades on the plane, am I? Like history may, may eventually remember it like they do Hiroshima. 
knock off a quarter million Japanese one day with little boy ending the war. Yeah. So potentially saving millions of lives later on. We'll yeah. never know. Yeah. It's, it's like coronavirus brilliant. kept all those people off the roads. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> if you add all that up, yeah. people staying inside. What are you going to cancel us for pointing out silver linings? Oh, yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Here we are taking lemons, making lemonade. <laughs> oh, coronavirus saved fucking heaps of lives. Um, those bombs that the <laughs> Japanese copped, you know, they've just copped been... is a fucking that's a that what a choice <laughs> of word there for the two nuclear bombs dropped in the history of the world. <laughs> Fuck, remember when Nagasaki copped that? Yeah, they copped, copped that. A nuke. I reckon they said cop that just as they fucking flipped the switch. Little rib cop that. Personalizing bombs, that's a weird concept. You see that? On the, oh, right and shit on like, that. Yeah, you, you must have seen that in the Nick Cody war years. Like missiles attached to a fighter jet with stuff the pilots have written on them. Mm. Fascinating fucking psychology <laughs> behind that. Just take the edge off a of mass murder by, by writing g'day fuckheads on a rocket. Man, it's amazing. Eat, eat this. Yeah. That's fucking incredible. Anyway. Yeah, we got to in, uh, well, yeah, in the war years, you did gigs overseas as well and mm. there was missiles at some place. Yeah. And the person that was them, in charge of us, don't want to say his name, so mm. he doesn't get in trouble. Like, can we ride on these? And they yeah. went, nah. Just in case it doesn't blow up. So I'm not putting my fucking home address yeah, and phone yeah, number yeah. <laughs> at the Nick Cody Instagram on there. <laughs> How many times have they not blown up, by the way? That'd be my first question. Like, mm. what, do you, what do you mean not blown up? Mm. This is the ones that 50 years from now will blow up on a family. Um, anyway, 9-11, don't forget it. And all I know now is that in 2001, my butterfly knife was a sick Christmas present for the for the child of a Brisbane customs officer. <laughs> Post 9 11. <laughs> That's one of the downsides of 9 11. Losing my stuff. I can only imagine how many Stanley knives you lost. Oh. Just constantly rocking up with them. Well, I've, no, you, By yeah. the way, you'd be wrapped with this. And if you haven't heard past episodes, Heggy does. You don't have one on you now. Which no. is, well, I haven't asked. You possibly do. No, I don't. Knows? But it's actually a very good one to have. You just pull the blade out. Give them that. If you, unless you've got spare blades in the back of it. <laughs> You're fine. You can still keep the knife. Just take the blade out. So have that if you want. Do what you want with that. Um, Be careful. Just drop it into an open so, palm. Careful. <laughs> My neighbour came over the other day. This uh, washing machine fucked up. And I said, hey, I've got to do an emergency drain on it. And I haven't done it on this washing machine before. You, can you give his hand? My neighbour Nick is just the, the neighbour. He's the neighbourhood fixer. He's getting calls all the time. Mayor of the street. Mayor of the street. He came around and he said, fuck yeah, I know what to do and just pulled it. He had a Stanley knife in his back pocket just yeah. there. Yeah. He was probably on the couch before that. <laughs> Running that gauntlet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so Reggie, he's ended up with a bag full of loot. Great. And uh, then he said, get low, get slow. Open the back door. Sick. Fuck yeah. Oh, who's our who's our mate? Just had fifty oh, years. DB Cooper. DB Cooper. It's fucking DB Cooper did it. I'm doing it. I'm jumping out. Um, Francis Cabell later said that Reg, Reggie smelled of alcohol. Yeah. But you know, don't know. We'll never know. He's strapped on his backpack. Oh no. But not before pulling out the parachute. Which fuck, wouldn't... man. This sounds like a video game character. When they say realistically this video game couldn't happen because the character can't hold mm. seven machine guns, ten pistols, fucking yeah. 85 grenades, oh, 200 kilos worth of shit. He has. He's fine. Who's made the backpack? What well, a, um, witnesses. He's got a parachute in there. Parachute, grenades, a gun and some rope. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> fucking awesome. What a witnesses combo. said later on that his, uh, his, his parachute looked a lot like a tent. Oh, no. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> One of the pilots said, hey, Reggie, don't open the back door, mate. It's a bad move. <laughs> His Red Bull wingsuit really looked like a sleeping bag with yeah. some holes cut out where the arms would go. Yeah, that had, Col- on. had Coleman on the side and a fucking stubby holder. <laughs> Rich, Rich, I think your equipment's up to snuff, mate. Oh, man. Oh, no. Reg said... They said, mate, don't open the back door. It's not going to fucking go well. And Reg said, look, open the door or I'll blow this stewardess's head off. Uh, my family is gone. I will retaliate. I need money. So, um, Already did the fucking hand around. It's yeah. like charities. Yeah, well, 
all well and good to have money in the sky. As soon as you land, female body inspector's going to take it, <laughs> aren't they? So you've got to fucking do something. Might have a, a cheeky change, change of status once he hits the ground. Status arrested. So uh, he took um, he took Francis Cabell down the back at gunpoint and then radioed the cockpit to say, open the fucking door. And uh, the parachute he'd made, right, it didn't have a ripcord. So it is a tent. Well, he fashioned one. But it did have a big zip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and those sticks Three. you got to put together. <laughs> oh, no. Um, he fashioned a new ripcord out of a curtain sash from the plane. Not a great time to improvise. No. I, was, I mean, I don't reckon even John J. Rambo would attempt that, and he's the most resourceful of all men ever. Maybe MacGyver. Oh, MacGyver wouldn't <laughs> fucking pull that. Not at, not at, under pressure. Like no, this. get low, get slow from. Yeah. What was his name? He had th- did he, was he a three-namer? Richard Dean? No. Who, MacGyver? MacGyver. Oh, I can't remember his name. I'd know if I hear it. I've never watched it. Chuck it in, Conrad. Little 90s mullet. Yeah. Just say his name, Conrad, and pretend it's us saying it. Insert here. Yeah. Richard Dean Anderson is MacGyver. So Reg, Reg put on his ski mask and his swimming goggles. Man, right? so it's, fuck, he's brought some kit. Oh, yeah, he's been down to decathlon and just fucking <laughs> got some stuff. Um, ski mask and swimming goggles, that's a fucking great combo. It's like, it's like a kid playing dress-ups or an Australian bank robber. <laughs> This is so fucking amateurish. Um, so hold on, he's got rope, gun, grenades, tent, which is a parachute, mm-hmm. ski mask, swimming goggles. Swimming goggles. goggles. Right. Yeah, the swimming goggles. Like if they look through his bag, they'd see the swimming goggles and go, oh, no, it's all right. Yeah. Like, it's fine. The other stuff will just ride <laughs> off. Obviously, he's going swimming and we're yeah. going to blow some fish up or so. I don't know. Who knows? We'll leave him. Um, then he's jumped out 1,800 metres over Antipolo Rizal. Uh, and this didn't really go to plan either. He's um, the two two very distinct versions of this escape. The uh, the company line was that a gust of wind blew him into the plane. And he couldn't get out of it. Stuck to the door like half in, half out of the plane. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just stuck there. Embarrassing with the, with the pressure. So a male flight attendant helped him fly free. Oh. I mean, the helpfulness of a flight attendant is something you just can't turn on and off. They're rarely off the clock, was, was always this looking the ma- to help. Was this the manager again? Yeah. Fucking hell. This manager really earning that extra dosh. Yeah. I'll give you money out of my wallet. Come on, flight attendants, pass that around. All right, everyone, let's help him. Here we go. <laughs> give me a stick. I've got to fucking peel him off the door. Yeah. <laughs> I um I found, <laughs> found some other info saying that Francis Cabell saw him pinned half in, half out of the plane and uh, couldn't do anything, so I just kicked him off. Mm. Probably could have pulled him in. Don't know. <laughs> At least you've got to make a decision, don't 50/50. you? 50-50. Yeah, whatever. The other version is that he got cold feet and grabbed onto the open door and held on, instinct- instinctively knowing that he'd really fucked up hard. And a uh, flight attendant, Cabal, just pushed him off. Um. <laughs> Salama. <laughs> Well, he said, Francis said, look, I saw him. <laughs> his gun was gone. Oh, he's, no, he dropped his gun or something. He didn't have any weapons in his hands, so he just fucking kicked him off. Went, all right, be fine. I'll get yeah, close you've really to him. you've really lost all your power there. Yeah. If you've just got two hands on a plane door handle. Oh, yeah. Oh, Lift no, up one finger at a time <laughs> off it. Again, <laughs> yeah, 80s action movie style. Um, and after that, the curtains, curtain sash, funnily enough, didn't do the trick. Um. He's oh. <laughs> done a bit of this, has he? Geronimo! <laughs> He's gone. Oh man. <laughs> How's this for a bit of bit of trivia, right? One mm-hmm. of the pilots, his name was in a report that I read as Geronimo. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> however, however, fake news. It was it was probably 
Butch Generoso. That was uh. the pilot. So they've just said Geronimo sounds the same. Yeah. Chuck it in our news report. There you go. <laughs> Modern journalism gone maybe, to pot. Maybe the middle name, like a UFC fighter. Was oh, Butch Geronimo Generosimo or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, Butch is a fucking great name too. Excellent name. Butch. This is what a what a episode for great names. Yeah, Reg I mean, Butch, Filipino Butch, yeah. pretty good. Um, fallout of this was the plane has him. The, yeah, <laughs> he's the fallout, big time. Uh, the plane landed safely with the rear door still open. All the passengers, as well as Reggie's gun and one of his shoes, were unharmed. Um, <laughs> the pilot voiced his concerns about real, whether, real Filipino Cinderella story. Yeah, you're going to take that shoe and go around. <laughs> <laughs> Try and find fridge. Just wander around the fucking mangrove swamps <laughs> looking for a foot. Um, a pilot said, look, uh, I'm not sure that Reggie has survived. And this was backed up by witnesses who said, who said that they saw him separate from the parachute, which is never a positive sign. Mm. Could have uh, just dropped down, though, like commando. Yeah, maybe. Only in commando. That was only 60, 70 metres, though. This is a bit yeah. more. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'll tell you what. What colour do you reckon the parachute was? One million dollars in cold, hard, non-consecutive, unmarked bills coming your way, which I realistically my kids can pay you when I'm dead. Um, one specific colour, no hints. Fucking oh. high stakes. This. Uh, yeah, this is massive. Well, seeing as though it's not a parachute and it is a tent, mm. I'm going to go with khaki green. No. Fuck. Lavender. <laughs> Oh, the old lavender tent parachute. Yeah. Um, the next day, right, someone has reported. Do you know what? By the way, sorry. When you say a million dollars, I know it would never happen, but I do go, fuck, lavender. Should I? <laughs> Every time. Oh, if you I, said, know when, I know when it's a dollar, it's Florida. Yeah, we figure oh, that out. Man, if you had a said lavender, <laughs> my grandkids would be paying off your kids. Yeah, I reckon you would have geronimoed off the yeah. balcony. <laughs> That's not a tent, mate. Oh, that's it. <laughs> that's the fucking. It's over. That's the Duna cover. <laughs> I would have taken all your equipment, smashed it. Said this never happened. <laughs> um, the very Fuck next this day, right? I'm going home. Yeah, no more. It just ends. <laughs> never talk again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got to know when to when to bail out, cut your losses. Um, oh. Next day, right? Someone has reported mm. a pair of hands and a pair of knees poking up out of the mud. <laughs> 70 kilometres outside Manila. And they've thought that has got to be discount DB Cooper. (laughs) And it was. Um, Hold on, a pair of hands and a pair of knees out. Yeah, so he's landed on his fucking. Landed on his back. Yeah. Oh. I mean, they say, you know, if you're going to land, if you've got a choice, if you're going to land in a dumpster, for example, I mean, I would have dived backwards. I would have straight up dived into that. Head first? Yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) I mean,. It's not a belly flop, but I reckon it's second worst. Yeah. Just getting winded. Well, the ultimate wind. Actually, the it was unknown, they say, if he survived the fall only to drown in the mud. Oof. That's the ultimate fuck off, isn't it? You like, you hear do hear of the odd unconscious survivor of a very long fall to earth. Maybe it was mm. one of them. But then drowning in the mud, if mm. you've like <laughs> if you've gone through you just survived a two kilometer fall. Yeah, oh, now I can't get out of the mud. Just thinking, fuck, I should, should have gotten an actual parachute. Yeah. You don't want that to be the last, your last thought. Why don't I cut Why don't I get a tent? Yeah. How do I get fucking the hand grenades? Buy cheap, buy twice, Reggie. <laughs> um, the bag of jewels <laughs> and cash. Not in this case. Yeah. <laughs> buy cheap, only opportunity to buy once. Yeah. You're fucked it. Fuck. It's a high stakes fucking thing to go discount on, isn't it? <laughs> you can't cut corners on oh, certain things. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, bag of jewels and cash never showed up. That'd be a better thing to rain down on your garden than a hapless hijacker or a fucking big frozen grogan, like you said happened recently. <laughs> yeah. Like imagine like a hijacker just fucking landing on you. Yeah. That's a fuck off too. What a f- nightmare. But some jewels. Some jewels, jewels from nice. the heavens. Yeah. That'd be pretty good. Like a pokies machine. Yeah. Like the graphics. <laughs> a real life Just gold coins. <laughs> <laughs> They'd kill you. Like, like imagine, like you'd want, you know, you want jewels mm. to, re- you'd get killed by a diamond, oh. I reckon. Oh, yeah. from that. Whack. 
What is that a there. fucking five cent coin off the Empire State Building or something that would kill someone? Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not buying that. Not the ones I dropped. No. Yeah. <laughs> Bounce straight back up. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't agree with that. That's bullshit. Yeah. I don't know. Just sounds like bullshit to me. A lot of things sound like bullshit. It's just too much. Nice. Too far-fetched to be true. <laughs> Someone tried to tell me that the Earl of Sandwich yeah. invented the sandwich. Fuck off. Way too much of a coincidence. You know, fuck away. Hold on. The tell Earl of him. Sandwich, The that's a store. Have you been to that actual place? Is that what you're talking about? No. Oh, there's a place called Earl of Sandwich. All right. In the state, it's, it's in the States. I thought maybe they had one here in Sydney No, now. but the sandwich was... Pr- well, this place, invented by the Earl of Sandwich. Well, why else would it be called Sandwich? That's what I think. Like mm. what? Just sounds a bit fishy to me. It's <laughs> too coincidental. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Reggie's mum, Luz, said that he was going after money to help out his family. That's all he wanted to do. Mm. Um, his brother, Ranny Chua, said. Uh, Good ad for a bank. Over there in the Philippines, I reckon. What? Just call in for a personal loan. Oh, yeah. Oh. Don't do a reg. Yeah. Don't do a reggie tour. Yeah. Save yourself the bother. Don't reg this Want out. Want to buy a parachute? Come and ask us. We'll lend you. Um, his brother, Ranny Chua, said Reggie had always wanted to be a skydiver but had never jumped from a plane before. That's a fucking high, high yeah. stakes first ever jump, isn't it? But uh, anyway. Well, Died do, doing what he loved then. Well, yeah, what, it's a positive slant, isn't it? He, yeah. he, albeit briefly, did realise his dream of becoming a <laughs> skydiver. So not everyone gets to do that. <laughs> well, on that quite uplifting note. Follow <laughs> your dreams, everyone. <laughs> that brings us to the end of another episode of Midflight Brawl. Thanks for listening in uh, and thanks for supporting the show. If you want some extra eps, you know where to go. Check us out on Patreon com slash midflight brawl if you want some land larrikins and whatnot. Mm. You can also get episodes of this early and ad free. Um, fuck, we get some notes. People play, the ACARS put some fucking weird ads in our. Yeah. Yeah. My friend know. of the show, Osher Ginsburg, ended up doing an ad in the middle of our show. Seriously. Yeah, it's good. They did that. Yeah. Mate. I don't know that we'd be on his computer. Uh, we'll see. How good. <laughs> get around us. We appreciate it. Once again, thanks for listening in. Heggie and I have live shows coming up. LukeHeggie.com for his dates. NickCody.com.au for mine. We've got live shows. Jan 22nd in Melbourne. Probably sold out by now in Brisbane. Jan 29. More cities and more dates to come for live mid-flight brawls. Wait. All right, mate. Fuck yeah. Copy next week. Cheers, legend. Boy. Thanks for tuning in to Midair Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's mid-flight brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap. Somehow, people don't really understand what's involved with recording. <laughs> Somehow. Now there's yelling, so whatever. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.